Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My dog, Jay Hill. What's up, bro? What's good, Jay? What's... How you doing? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Ready to get it in. Been seeing a lot of good basketball, so ready to talk about it. Okay, okay. Who, who, who we got here today, Jay Hill? We got my dog, my brother from, from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. By way of Atlanta, we got my guy Kai Coughlin in the building. What's so good, Kai? I'm glad to be here. Kai, t- t- tell us a little bit. Of, tell us a little bit about your uh, basketball background, and you know, uh, Jay Hill just mentioned you're from Atlanta, so y- you must be feeling real good with the these Hawks uh, <laughs> potentially making this uh, finals. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, like, I'm from Ottawa. I'm based in Ottawa, but my entire family is from Atlanta. So obviously they're, they're my favorite team. And um, so I guess I'll go into a bit of my basketball background real quick. I, I played in high school and then my boy Jay got me this job with uh, the team. I was video coordinator with the uh, Nipsing men's basketball team. And then uh, last year, I guess, or two years ago before COVID, I was the head of basketball operations. So yeah, that's just, that's basically all my background so far, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Kai, we're very, very happy to have you on today, man. So, um, what, what, what we got here? We just got basically a, a playoff recap, Kai. We, we just kind of want to, uh, you know, pick your, pick your brain and, and see how you've been feeling about uh, past series, uh, future series, and current series that we got going on. Is, is that cool with you? We could do that for sure. Of course. Okay, let's do it, man. So let's start with this crazy West Coast that did nobody expect for the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers to be in the Western Conference Finals. So, Kai, man, tell us, how have you been feeling about this series? Um, we, you can start with game one if you want or just talk about any, any highlights that you've been feeling so far. Uh, yeah, so I'd say uh, my biggest surprise with this Western Conference, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's been DeAndre Ayton. Like, he's, he's been a beast, and I guess that class in general. Um, and surprisingly, I, I was looking over the stats and what I've seen. I think, I think it, you could argue that uh, he's been the best player on the Suns, which is pretty crazy. Uh, D-Book's done his thing, but um, I think a mildly hot take would be he's been the best. I think that's the biggest takeaway, I'd say, from this series. Okay. Okay. And you know, we saw that we saw that game one where the the, the Suns won one twenty to one fourteen, and you know Booker had that crazy forty point triple double without Chris Paul, man. So and, and then you know on game two we saw uh, DeAndre Ayton's crazy game winner. Uh, you know, game three we saw Paul George and Reggie Jackson go absolutely off 
for uh for 27 and, and 23 game four we saw the absolute lowest scoring game of the season right mm. so out of all these games so far like which has has been the most most interesting to you that's a good question that's a good question hmm. uh i think i'm gonna go with Game two, the one where uh, Aiden had that putback, right? Yeah. Um, I like that game a lot. Uh, I thought it was there was enough scoring, enough defending. Um, and what uh, my biggest takeaway, I guess, from that would be, uh, like, I I, I think a, a talking point was at the end with the thirty minute delay. That was crazy. I was I was doing a little workout. And I was on the elliptical. And I, I had the mute. I was muted, and I just keep looking back. I'm like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> it's like. 10 minutes pass. I'm like, yo, like this is getting ridiculous. And then the next play, it was like, but what I found cool was like each play was killer. What was it? The, uh, the booker, the, that tough book shot. And then, uh, at the end that Aiden shot and it was just a really cool, fun game, even though there was that long, uh, wait at the end. Definitely. I, I, I got to agree with you on that one, man. And yeah. everyone is, is talking about that, that DeAndre Aiden putback, which, which was crazy, man. And like how you said, DeAndre Aiden's been playing like out of his mind this entire series, but I, I got to show some love to my guy, Jay Crowder. Like that pass was crazy. Like as soon as I saw it, y'all, I was like, he threw it behind the backboard. Perfect. Like all DeAndre had, had to do was tip it in crazy, man. So I, I definitely wanted to uh, give some love to my guy, Jay Crowder, but uh, Jay Hill, man, what game has been the most exciting for you in this Suns versus Clippers series? Yeah, I think definitely it's been back and forth, uh, but, but I have to go with game two as well. Uh, I think that just strictly from the standpoint of, I personally thought that the Clippers had that game one. Uh, they did made all the right plays down the PG I mean, PG was killing that game. He looked like the PG of old, uh, just taking big shots, wanted it. And I think we really saw what he can do with Kawhi because Kawhi, what we know, he sometimes just demands the ball and sometimes PG defers to him. But we saw just the excellence of PG and and all he had to do was hit one or two, but he couldn't hit hit one. And and we saw what, uh, what Phoenix did. And I think, like Kai said, it was just a great game back and forth. Uh, we saw we saw both how well coached the the Suns are with Monty Williams and with Ty Lue making adjustments late game. Uh, even adding uh, Boogie Cousins, and you talked about Jay Crowder with that pass, having him defend the ball, and Jay Crowder still being able to get the pass off, which was ultimately a perfect pass. I think it uh, was a bit of a defensive breakdown letting uh, DeAndre Ayton get to the rim like that, but I think that, that, like Kai said about the delay, I think game two had everything you would want as a fan. Um, so, so definitely game two. Yeah, I, I, I definitely got to jump on the bandwagon with this one, guys. Game two as well for me because, you know, that was such a close game, 104-103. That was one of those games where you're at the edge of your seat the whole game watching, man. So I got to agree with you on this one. So my guy, Kai, man, let, let me ask you, you know, we just saw this game four. We saw the Suns take it in this 84-80. Will they be able to close them out heading to Phoenix for this game five? I don't know. What I've been noticing uh, in the past two playoffs is, like, anything's possible. It's been crazy. Like, if we go back to the bubble, uh, we saw the Nuggets pull that off. And, like, usually you can kind of – like, NBA is kind of predictable because usually the best team wins. But we've seen with the last two years – with the Nuggets and um, the Trey and the Hawks. And there's so many examples. Utah even was hooping, uh, even Dallas pushing it to game seven. Anything's possible. And like 3-1 leads are not safe at all. 
but I, I got to say, I think, I think Suns have their number. Just, I don't think Kawhi is back. I read a report that he can't even fly because of his knee. That's crazy. So I, I think he's done. Um, and I just think, I don't know. I, PG, I just don't think he can uh, carry them over the hump. And I got to say, I think it ends uh, next game. I, I, I got to agree, agree with you on this one, man. I, I really, I've been saying this for, for a minute, but I, I don't think that PG is your 1A guy. He's more of a, he's more of a 1B. He, he can't be the only person on the team. The only, uh, like, the main uh, uh, scorer, right, on the team. He, he can't do that. He needs to have uh, Kawhi to go to in these in these crunch moments because as we've seen man like pg just kind of crumbles man like you know he's a great player don't get me wrong great regular season player but when the when the lights get brightest and everyone's looking at pg you know he's strong that he kind of crumbles man so i i I would have to agree with you on this one man and and tell you that yes like the phoenix is going to be able to close them out and chris paul will punch his ticket to the nba finals for the first time ever jay hill you you agree with us on on this man you think the sun's going to close them out Absolutely, and I and we I, that was my early prediction. I had the Suns in five, just just strictly the fact that I think, and I'm happy to see it is the small market teams have been doing great in these playoffs. Uh, I think that it's good to see that CP's going there. I've never been the biggest CP fan, but but seeing him in the finals, I think he really deserves it. I think they're a well coached team, and going back to Talking Stick, I think they're one of the best fan bases in these playoffs. Uh, if not in the league, and we're really starting to see that. So, yeah, definitely Suns in five, um, book to the finals, CP to the finals. <laughs> okay. See what okay. they can do. <laughs> All right. So, so, so then now that we got we got uh, our predictions and then we got what we think is going to happen, l- let's talk about a little bit more of the, um, the, the, the playmaking, man. So, uh, Kai, let me ask you, why do you think that the, the Clippers seem to be struggling so much against the Suns out there? That's a good question. Um, well, I just think it's, it's based on talent, really. You know, they got – like, well, to be fair, um, CP just came back, and, and we saw with Tatum how much that bothered him uh, with COVID. I don't – I'm not sure if CP had too much uh, uh, effects of COVID. Uh, I didn't read into too much of that. So I'm not too sure. I can't speak too much on that. But it just comes down to talent. You know, you got CP3, you got Book, you got DeAndre Aiden. And as good as um, – as good as the role players on the Clippers have been, you know, you got Reggie, uh, Luke Kennard, you know, he's hit or miss. You got, you got a few of those. Like you said, I completely agree. PG is a 1B, you know. PG is a 1B, and I just think it comes purely down to talent. There's not much uh, else I can say about that. I think when the f- full Phoenix squad is going at it, there's not much uh, that the Clippers can do to stop it. And we got to give a, a, a big shout-out to campaign. I think me and Jay used to roast him. Like, <laughs> I think most people did because at a certain point it's like you know you can't have faith in this guy that that report where Chicago came out and they were like one practice in we knew this guy was not made for the NBA like come on you know? <laughs> we knew campaign for his handshakes with Russell Westbrook not not right. his game <laughs> right and he is hooping so if just uh too much too much talent with the Suns and too much lack of talent with uh, the Clippers. Uh, I think it would be completely different if Kawhi was there. But I think, yeah, I think that's what it comes down to talent right now. It, it really is the 
they don't really match up very well on on defense, man. Like every single time that uh that the Suns come down court, it's either D Book or Chris Paul coming off a snake screen, a snake pick and roll, so they could get that switch. Because every single time that they get the that Chris Paul comes down court, gets a high screen. Now he has his defender on his hip, and he's got Zubak who. Who's, who, he, he doesn't want to step up. He's not going to want to step up. DeMarcus Cousins, great player, but unfortunately can't keep up with Chris Paul in the perimeter. So every single time down court, they run this high pick and roll, get their defender on the hip, and it's just like playing four on five at that point. You know, it, it's, you know, shout out your Atlanta, man. Shout out Trey Young. Because, yeah, like, the Suns will have either the lob open if the, if Zubak or, or DeMarcus Cousins steps up, if they don't step up, they have the shot open, man. They can get to the hoop. So I think that it's just at the end of the day, the Clippers just don't match up uh, de- defensively, man. Like how, how you mentioned, it's just a, a roster roster wise. But Jay Hill, it, is that what you feel about, about why the Clippers are struggling so much? Or how do you feel? Absolutely. I think just in terms of, like I mentioned, the role players not stepping up. But I think we even have to just dial back, dial it back a bit and see what got them there. And this was a game six out of this world, 39 point performance, if I'm correct, from Terrence Mann. I mean, yeah. if you're relying on that to get past a team in the Western Conference finals, then then that's it's just not going to work. And ultimately, they lack the depth, especially with Kawhi out. Uh, even before that, I never really thought, never was comfortable in their point guard play. I mean, Reggie Jackson had a stellar performance within uh, in round two of the playoffs against Utah. But just ultimately, consistency-wise, they just haven't amounted to what you need uh, from, a, from a Western Conference champion, potential NBA champion uh, caliber team. So uh, just, just those defen- deficiencies have come back to haunt them, even going back to uh, – game two, which was a must-win game for them. Uh, and, I, and I just don't see them ultimately coming back from that. Just just from all the things you both mentioned, you guys both mentioned. Okay. I think uh, one thing I'll add is we see uh, – we've been I've been seeing a lot on Twitter. Um, they talk about the drop coverage, right, and how it's been failing so much because we got shooters everywhere, right? And it just – it's recreating this uh, opportunity for the mid-range to be reborn and stuff. And I just, I'm just curious, like, I just don't understand why coaches keep going to the drop coverage. Everyone's going to kill that. Everyone. Like, uh, we see it. I remember the first time I was like, this is ridiculous, was with um, Steph versus the Blazers. They just kept drop coverage on him, and he killed them. He murdered them, like, like we'd expect. And I think that's another takeaway with Zubach on the floor. They're usually in a drop coverage, which they have to. It kind of makes sense, right? But I just want to know, like, go small or something small ball works for y'all sometimes um but it's just the the drop coverage to me makes no sense <laughs> yeah yeah kim i i I'm, I'm actually happy you 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 brought that that point up Kai, because uh i i i think to myself i say okay like because they've been running you know coach has been running these these drop coverages for 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 some years now you know mm-hmm. most uh most famously like last year like that's the reason why the heat got to the, the championship because right. They, when they played the Bucks, the, the the Brooke Lopez kept having to play drop coverage, and and Duncan and Bam, I mean not Bam, Duncan and Tyler Hero and all the Heat shooters were just lighting him up, right? It, and it it made me think, okay, like why why are they playing drop coverage? And to be honest, to, to be honest with you, Kyle, like it wasn't until this year, me watching your Atlanta Hawks, that I realized why teams play in that drop coverage, man, is because 
if you don't, you kind of every single time, if you have a, um, a mobile big, right? Let's uh, let's use a uh, John Collins or Clint Capella for an example. Every time that Trey Young gets gets down court, as long like I mentioned with Chris Paul, as long as he gets the defender on his hip or behind him, where you know he does that thing where he just stops and pulls. As long as he does that, he's got the lot. He's got the lob if he wants to because he's got his man behind him. The big man's gonna have to come up if he comes out. I'm throwing a lob. If he doesn't come up, I'm getting to the foul line, man. So I, I just think that. You know, t- to answer your question, it you kind of have to, or because it's kind of like pick your way that you want to die. Like, how do you want to? How do you want me to kill you? It's yeah. kind of. It really is that. It really That's is that. What I was thinking too. Yeah, you yeah, don't it, have a choice, right? Like, it's just right. like <laughs> you have to one at this point. It's not mm-hmm. like okay, we're gonna win with this drop coverage. It's just more like we're not gonna lose with <laughs> this drop coverage. You know, right. <laughs> Exactly. And, and, and even, even Ty Lu, man, like Ty Lu went ahead and, and try to go with, try to go with the small ball and, 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 and went with Morris for game one. Right. And I want to, I want to read off this stat, like guys, like the Suns shot 90% in the paint in game one, when they go small ball. So it really is like, which way do you want me to kill you, man? Cause it's just going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Suns are a bad matchup for the small ball lineup. I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Kat, let me let me ask you one more question that you, something you mentioned about you said uh, that Ka- Kawhi Leonard, if he plays, the series is different. Do you do you believe that the Clippers win or is it they lose in less games or like in losing I think seven? Pots up at that point. I think that would have been an amazing series. It sucks that he's out. Um, if I had to pick, I'm going with Clippers. I'm going with Clippers just because I think they have the best player on the court. Um, and Kawhi, I just I, I wanted to see he he did he guarded the best players a few times you know we saw him he'd switch out to Luca but I just want to see him you know okay this is it you know I understand it's tiring it's tiring and if that's why I, I do understand but I just want to see him I think he would could lock down on Booker as much as possible Booker will get his his points no matter what superstars do that but I just think that's what it comes down to if Kawhi is guarding their best player and he's hooping like the way he was. I, I think he was hooping the best. I got to say, I think even better than KD. Uh, he was ridiculous shooting, I think, 60% or something crazy like that. So I got to give it to the Clips. I got to, if Kawhi was there. Jahil, you feel the same way or are you still taking the Suns? Absolutely. I, I've doubted Kawhi too many times. Uh, and I, and I, I just, I, I kept telling friends uh, this during when they were playing uh, Dallas was, man, this is looking like 2019 uh, Kawhi, just from the fact that he's, He's killing, killing the Mavs on double teams. They're sending everything at them, and he's just going to work. Uh, and I think, like Kai said, best player on the floor. No, doesn't matter how many weapons they have. I think that the Suns have. I think that the, the Clippers just would have the best player on the floor, and that tends to win you games down the stretch in uh, playoffs and in series. Oh, it would have gone six, six or seven, but I think I think the Clippers would have had the firepower with that one two punch, the one B, as we were saying, with Paul George. So 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 you if Kawhi plays, you give it to the Clippers? Absolutely. Clippers okay. and seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you guys you guys you guys are are, are are trying to sway me, man, but I don't know. The Suns are just looking real good, y'all. Like I, I have the Suns winning the championship, man. So to be real, like I did, I'm not gonna front. I didn't have them at the beginning of the season, but like <laughs> the way they, the way they playing right now, like man. Like I don't know if I don't know if even if Kawhi that so that definitely would have been a a good series. But uh, but Kai, let me ask you this question, and 
you know, when I wrote up this script, I actually got real excited, you know, when, when I when I got a chance to, to ask ask you this question, because this question really, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of layers to it. So go ahead and um, feel free to, to answer this however you feel, man. So, Kyle, let me ask you, who has been the season series MVP so far and who has been the most important player? Now that's two different things. Now, and and I hope, and I hope if you need me to do some explaining, I'll do some explaining. Or do you get what I'm saying? Like this series? The, yeah, b- between the between the Suns and the Sorry, Clippers. What was the second part of the question? This the the second part was who is the most important player? So the mm-hmm. first part is who's the MVP and who's the most okay. important player? Okay. I got MVP. I gotta go with uh DeAndre Aiden. Uh, okay. I think that it might be a bit of a hot take. Uh, he he's done his thing on defense. You know, he's not the best defender, but he's a solid defender. He's a good defender. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, at the beginning of the career, he wasn't that great, and he's gotten better. So, uh, I got to give it to him. He came up with that game winner, uh, and he's been their leading scorer. I think almost every game except for the D book game. Um, most important player. It can be on the Clippers as well too, if you want to pick Clippers, a player. Yeah, it's just it's just tough to give it when they they're not winning, yeah. um, and like their star is you know, he's here and there. Um, that's a that's a tough one because I want to see D book, but I I might say DeAndre Ayton too. I gotta say I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little yeah. hot take. You know, I'm gonna do a little hot take to this series to this series. I think it's important because DeAndre Ayton kind of he kills them when they go small, like you were saying. Right. And I, I gotta say, and that's, that's the Clippers best lineup. I think, I think that's where they play the best when they don't have to play Zubac. Um, so I, I'm, I'm gonna go with DeAndre Aiden for both a little bit of a hot take. <laughs> okay. DeAndre for both. Jay Hill, you got yours ready? Yeah, I think definitely the most valuable player for me uh, is, is, is CP. And that's just simply from the fact that he gets them going like, I, they, obviously, they won uh, one or two games. Uh, was it one without him? Um, without but I think, CP, that, yeah. yeah, one without CP. But just in terms of leadership and having that that presence on the floor, uh, CP's their their most valuable player. But their most important player, I have to agree with Kai on that, has been DeAndre Ayton. I think without him, uh, they wouldn't be having the success throughout the playoffs, but especially in this series. Um, regardless of if, if he finished that last uh, last second attempt against in the second game game two, uh, he's he's just been dominant on both uh, both sides of the ball, both sides of the floor, and I'm just praying that that Wiseman uh, can amount to this as well. So that that's kind of my, my comparison and hope. Uh, just just in the back of my mind, um, those have been my thoughts throughout the series. So uh, yeah. CP MVP so far, and uh, why? Uh, sorry, Aiton, not Wiseman, uh, has been the most important. Jay Hill too caught up on the Warriors right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but for me, I would have I would have to agree with you, Kai. Which is why I'm happy you said Aiton, man, because that's not a hot take at all. Aiton is my MVP at this at the season series too, man. He's been getting it done on, uh, on like how you mentioned on offense and on defense. And I think the biggest thing that really nobody's mentioned yet is the fact that how he's so uh, 
he can be used in so many ways on defense, man. Like I saw, I saw a couple of possessions last game where DeAndre Ayton is out there, is out, out there on the perimeter dancing. I mean, on defense, on he's, you know, he's able to keep up. And that's the biggest problem with the Clippers and most bigs is that the fact that teams have to hide them, teams have to play drop coverage and having Ayton being able to be so, mo- so mobile out there, man, is, is, is huge. So that's huge. I, I would, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking, sorry to cut you off there. No, you uh, I would, it's just like they're so it's so rare to have a big that can switch on the perimeter. Like Rudy Gobert is the three-time defensive player of the year. He gets embarrassed. Embarrassed. Yeah. It's embarrassed. You know, and DeAndre Aiden, I think uh, you know, someone it's gonna be odd, but I, I always say this, Kevon Looney, me and Jay have talked about this. I think sometimes he does a good job on the perimeter, shockingly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> and uh, Clint Capella, those guys, I think it's just such a big asset. It's the biggest asset you can have to have those guys switch on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you can have a big who can consistently play in the perimeter, even like decently, like mediocrely, man, like that just makes like, the, like the, the world of a difference, man. You know, I, I, I know Jay Hill know about this. Jay Hill always hears about me and uh, my brother talk about the Lakers because we big Laker fans. So I think that like Anthony Davis, like he is like, the prime example of man, he can guard one through five, can can guard you in the post, can guard you in the perimeter, can really be mobile, man. So I, I had to had to give a little 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 Anthony Davis reference there. But uh uh to talk about the most important player, I actually am gonna show some love to the Clippers, man. I I, I gotta go with Paul George, to be honest with you, for the most important player, man, because it he's not even a one A. But if he wasn't there, I don't even think they'd pull off one game, right? Like, I don't even think they'd pull off one game if he wasn't there. So, like, he stepped up to, like, oh, I guess 1A-ish. <laughs> I guess we can call it that. But, man, like, it's just without PG, they would be even less in this. They're not even really in this. We all pick sons. And even without – and so without PG, man, they would be just totally out of it, totally out of it. Okay, so – Last question here for this uh, Suns versus, versus Clipper series. Let me, let me ask both of you guys this, man. So look at this, guys. Like, sometimes, you know, we can look at these NBA players like they're robots, like they're like superhumans, or like they're just like they feel nothing, man. But at the end of the day, like these guys are just humans, man. These guys are just humans. And somewhere in the Clippers' mind and somewhere in the back of their mind, they have to be thinking, damn, our best player is not even traveling with this let alone sitting at at the end of the bench with this, do we really think we're going to pull off three wins in a row and come back from this three, one deficit? My my question I want to ask you guys is, do you think that thought has, you know, came into their mind? Cause I really do, man. And once you start doubting yourself, it's over. You might as well pack your bags up and go home right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I think that we saw they battled back and forth. Um, They've, they put up their fight. I think game two was a crucial game. Uh, they were able to, to scrape it out in, uh, in game three. But I think we've seen kind of the, all the punches. They packed, they packed. They've been trying to fight. They've been trying to fight and stay afloat. But I think ultimately back on the road for, for game five, it's going to be it's going to be the end for them, uh, especially without. I wouldn't say their their leader on the floor in terms of in terms of performance and, and example is Kawhi and, and without him, I think, I think they're dead in the water. And uh, it's unfortunate because they've, they, they would have had a, a much better chance. And like I said, I think they would have, they would have won uh, if they had Kawhi, but I think it's too much to overcome 
and especially battled back uh, down 3-1 at this point. Maybe if they were able to, to be even right now, it'd be a different conversation. But but just what they're going up against, I think it's going to be too much. Okay. So they're done. They're done. Okay. Kai, you, you agree with that as well? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it, it has to seep into your mind at some point. You know, you're missing your best player. They are professionals, though, you know, and I'm sure they've played so many basketball games in similar situations where one of their big guys is out, uh, where they might be able to overcome that, but it just it just comes down to talent at the end of the day. They can maybe pull off another game, but I can't see it going past that. Yeah, agreed. All right, so I feel like we, you know, we, we wore out that 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 Suns versus Clippers series, man. So bag time. I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Smooth My Balls, for sponsoring this episode. Smooth My Balls is next level for male grooming. They offer some of the best above the belt and below the belt razors and clippers, but that's not all they offer. They offer many other grooming accessories, but that's not even the best part. You ready for this? The best part is that they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and free worldwide shipping. That means no matter where you at in this world, you're going to get free shipping. And on top of all of that, because y'all my peoples, if you use my discount code, you'll get 15% off your order. My discount code is CLUTCHTALK in all lowercase. That's C-L-U-T-C-H-T-A-L-K. Clutch talk, so there's no excuse to be out here looking like James Harden. Let's get to this episode, man. Let's let's jump over there to the East Coast, man. <laughs> let's let's talk about this Bucks versus Hawks series, man. Because wow, this is crazy. You know what, Cam? Before I even before I even get into this, Kai, like, what do you want to say about your Atlanta Hawks, man? Because no way you expected this. No, there's no way. Uh, <laughs> there's no way. I had I put a bet on them winning their division. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I won that money. That was a complete chalk up. I did it because I'm a fan, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I guess I want to start. Uh, I just want to give a little quick intro to like the, the first round. That was what I was so excited for. Cause one of my good friends is a huge Knicks fan and we were just going at it. And honestly, I was, I was a bit scared. I was a bit scared. You know, I was like this, this Knicks team, I thought, we had the best player, but they had the momentum and their crowd. You have to give it to New York's crowd. They're phenomenal. They're hilarious. They're all like everything they're saying, the celebrities they bring out. It's just the chirps they bring out. They're so funny. And honestly, I was a bit worried with Trey because I didn't know how he would react to this. Sometimes he, he tends to react in bad ways uh, in these situations, but he's, he's proven me wrong completely. He's, I've always been a huge fan and, um, that Knicks, I thought it was going to be a great series. And, and to be honest, Hawks just figured them out and it was over from there. Like they figured out Julius, that defensive coverage was just like, I was so impressed with Nate. I can't say enough about him. Uh, that series was a lot of fun, regardless of how quick um, it, it finished him. But uh, it started there. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. Like we could beat Philly. That's when I got, that's when I got a bit of confidence. It really hurt when Deandre Hunter went down. That's my guy. I think he's the second best player on the Hawks low key, a bit of a hot take. His defensive like energy he brings is just phenomenal. Like he's not a steals guy. He's not a block guy, but he will lock down your best, uh, your best offensive player. And um, he can score too. He, and he can create his own shot. He can uh, go in the pick and roll. He can do all sorts of things on offense. And of course, defense, that was a huge loss for us. Um, 
Cam Reddish is coming back uh, and Bogdanovich is clearly injured. So, um, yeah, but I think uh, I got a lot of confidence, but it, it was a tough one when, um, when Dre went down, but I still had confidence with the Philly series. And <laughs> I think the takeaway with that series was just Ben Simmons, of course. Uh, but then this series, we get to this series and wow. Like I, 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 I'm taking my Hawks, by the way, of course. <laughs> and I was just like that, that game one. Wow. What a game. It was just all offense. And then game two, uh, I don't have much to say about that one, but you know. <laughs> game two was rough. Game two was rough. So, 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 so then let me, uh, as a matter of fact, before we get into, before we get into game one, uh, I have to bring this up. So, you know, funny that you and Jay Hill both, you know, you guys met in, in over there in Canada in the six, right. It's funny because if you go back a couple episodes, right. Like for Kai, you and, and the fans at home, if you guys go back a couple episodes, we did a prediction with these Hawks versus 76ers and me and my brother, we both said we got we got Sixers. We was like, yeah, it's gonna be Sixers. Jay Hill came out with a super super duper hot take and said, "I got Hawks." Me and my brother lost it, right? We lost it. We were like, "What? You got Hawks?" And he was like, "Even if Embiid plays, we thought he was crazy." So you know what? <laughs> we we got to give a shout out to that Canada love, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember him saying that. that. That's dope. That's dope. You're right, Jay. Respect. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, so, so then, guys. So, let, let's get into this, to this game one. Let, let's talk about that. That you know, we, you briefly touched on it, Kai. But we, we can just talk about uh, that that drop coverage, man, because that's exactly how Trey Young almost put up a fifty point game and put uh, forty eight points and eleven assists, man. And the Bucks kept running that drop coverage. How, how did you feel about that game, Kai? I thought it was a crazy fast-paced game. And I think that's kind of what Atlanta wants, right? When they're hitting threes, which Milwaukee can do too, but I think that's just that Atlanta Hawks identity. You know, their best player is he, – he's low-key not technically, but he he is a three-point shooter. If you're pulling up from the range he pulls up at, you're a three-point shooter. You know, in college, he was completely a three-point – like he obviously got to the rim and stuff, but I'd say his best asset was um, three-point shooting – and uh, trade when once he went professional in the NBA, it actually low key he's better at the rim. But at heart, he's a three point shooter. You know his team. The, we got Herder, uh, we got Bog, we got uh, John Collins, great shooter. And that fast paced style, and like you said, the drop coverage was tough. And I think Lopez just they couldn't. Really, he wasn't too usable. And he's an amazing defender. But it was just it just got to the point where they had to switch that up. Um, yeah, and that's that's just my takeaway. It was just the fast pace of that game. That was crazy. <laughs> Looked like YMCA runs, you know. <laughs> Jay Hill, how'd you feel about that game one? Yeah, you know, you know how I felt about about what the Hawks are doing. Uh, I think that we just saw that an early indication of number one, the Hawks aren't scared, uh, and they haven't been all playoffs. Uh, was always a, a Trey Young doubter. Um, Boy, has that has that changed? Kai knows this very well. Um, I think that they, that just showed what we've seen with them throughout the playoffs, and that's a team who doesn't doesn't back down to their opponent. Uh, is very extremely deep and very well coached. Uh, I think Nate McMillan is one of the best coaches in the league right now, just simply because he gets his guys to buy in. They're gritty. They don't back down. Uh, we saw when uh, Giannis and and Collins got tied up and they, they had a few words for each other. But I think that just ultimately, I'll, and I, I'm going to just say this right now, I think Trey 
is a player I trust the most in the series. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he's the best player in the series. I'm gonna leave that for for the. I'm gonna let the rest of the series do do the talking for that. But I think he is the most valuable player um, for both teams, and I think we're, we're gonna see that in the next uh, next four games because I got the Hawks and uh, Hawks and six. Let's go. Okay. All, right. <laughs> All right, guys. So let me let me ask you this about game one. This is what I saw when I when I was watching the game. It seems like the Bucks were willing to not willing, but they were more willing to give Trey Young the looks that he wanted, and they were just gonna shut everybody else down. They were like, Trey Young can get his shots, he's gonna get his shots no matter what. Let's make sure that nobody else does anything. Uh, I, I personally think that that's not the right way to do it. I think you should shut down the star and make the other players beat you. Uh, do you guys agree, or do you guys think that the Bucks did it a, a different way, or how, how do you think the Bucks should should attack this Trey Young problem? I always struggle with that, you know, because some some series I'm like, you know, this guy's gonna get his no matter what. So we, maybe we should focus on that, but that's not really a winning attitude, you know, um, to to kind of ignore the the best star on the team and just let him get his you're not going to win that way especially if it's a close game and this guy's all warmed up kd hitting you let him get hot you're, you're not going to stop him good luck uh so i think with trey it's just tough because he can hit you at every single level his his floater game is ridiculous i've never seen him hit this many floaters like in the regular season he was not doing this this is ridiculous uh he's so efficient with it um so I, I don't think that's the answer. And that's what's tough about the Hawks, right? They have so many different offensive weapons and guys that can create their own shot in their own way. Uh, Herder loves to pick and roll. Uh, Bogdanovich uh, loves coming off a lot of screens, a lot of staggers and stuff like that. Um, he can do a bit of pick and roll too. And uh, I just think Nate, Nate McMillan, so I, with it, he's just done such a great job. So to answer your question, I guess, uh, I don't think you can just, let trade get his, you know, <laughs> I just don't think that will work. And obviously we kind of saw that in the next game um, when they just zeroed down on everyone pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Jay Hill, do you think the Bucks should uh, let Trey do his thing or don't let Trey do his thing? Or what, what do you think? I think that number or game one is a better option of what they should do. Uh, just simply because I've said it before and we've seen before, that Trey is one of the best passers in the league. So forcing him to be the scorer, especially at his diminutive size uh, and going up amongst the trees, it might be a better option than getting his other teammates involved and, and distributing and making them uh, threats as well. Because we already know that Trey is going to get his at ultimately at the end of the day, uh, even at, at a smaller size. So if, he's, if they allow him to, you know, distribute and let other players uh, get involved. I think that that'll be a bigger problem than just saying, hey, you know, you you go for 49 every game and try to beat us uh, or 39. And and that that's going to be less uh, less possible than than letting him distribute and get everyone involved. So I think game one is is what they they should do, especially game two. I think that that was a bit of a fluke. I think that was a house money game for the Hawks. Um, they, they took care of business by getting splitting one or two, and now they, they have the home court. Uh, so, so I think, uh, yeah, I think game one uh, was what, what, what the Bucks should do though, is, is allow him to, to you know, beat them with scoring rather than distributing. 
I feel you on that. So, you know, Jay Hill, you, you talked a little bit about, about game two. Kai, you sure you want to get into this game two? You want to do this? We got to do it, you know? It's not fair. <laughs> so, let's, so let's get into this game two. All right. Man, Kai, that was – I'm sure as a Hawks fan, that was hard to watch, dog. Oh, to watch. They lost uh, – the, the, the Bucks won 125 to 91. Trey Young had 15 points nine turnovers and shot 12% from three when went of, when one of eight from three. And the craziest thing to me was that Trey young was the highest scoring player for the Hawks with 15 points. So man, Kai, if you want to break down, like if you want to just go off <laughs> and just yell, go ahead, man, but just let us know how this game made you feel and how you felt about the game. Thing is, I can't even yell. You know, this is ridiculous where they are at this point. You know, absolutely ridiculous. I, I like uh, the city of Atlanta is by no means a basketball city, but I just got my my cousins texting me, my, my dad watching. They never watch Hawks basketball. You know, they love basketball, but they don't watch Hawks basketball. I can't complain. You know, that was I felt it was inevitable. I gotta say, in in the, deep down in my heart, I was like, ah, I don't see them winning game two. And there's some games where you're like, okay, like the Philly game, I I had a feeling they were going to come back where they came back from 28. I was like, nah, this isn't over. This is not over yet. I'm telling you. Like the pace wasn't dead. With this game, the pace was dead. I knew <laughs> right away. They're just bombing threes and just absolutely annihilating them. And everyone was off on the Hawks. And I was just like, I, I knew the tempo of the game. I was just like, okay, this, this is, this is the one we're going to lose. And I just think you can come back from 27. I mean, that's insane. Usually it's like 25, but like once it gets to 30, 40, you're not coming back. Like, it's just, (laughs) that's kind of how I felt. I was like, okay, this is the one we're going to lose and that's okay. You know, we'll make our adjustments and uh, we'll be fine. We'll be okay. I still believe. Yeah. And I thought another huge reason uh, as to why the, the, the Hawks lost was, you know, Trey Young had nine turnovers of the 22 Hawks turnovers, man. That's all, like almost almost more than half that y- your best player has. And Trey Young is, is is he's really one of those players that, um you know, uh, this this is going to it's going to kind of sound dumb. And like, yeah, of course, when your best player plays, doesn't play well, you're probably most likely not going to win. But there are certain teams when your best player is not playing well and, and you're able to hide them. You're, you're able to uh, go through another player, but the Hawks, you know, unfortunately they're not like that, man. I feel like when, when Trey Young has a bad offensive performance, the Hawks are going to have a bad, like almost every single time. It will never be like Trey Young has a bad game and the Hawks were able to pull off a win. I don't think that because it's just, the I Hawks think- go ahead. But no, no, finish with you. No, no, no. I was just going to oh. say the Hawks offense is predicated on Trey, but go ahead. I, no, I definitely agree with the Philly and the Milwaukee, but I think if Trey had a bad game against Knicks, I, I, I got to say, I think uh, the team could carry them past that. Um, yeah, the, the, the Hawks really clamped up the Knicks. They, yeah, they, had, uh, they made Julius Randle lose all his man. money. He was about to get a RG max contract. Barrett. Oh, yeah. RJ Barrett. That's my guy. He's Canadian, you know. I got mad <laughs> for him, and I still completely believe in him. What an embarrassment. My goodness. I'm glad it was my team beating him up. You know, it was just so embarrassing to watch. Uh, but I do think, like I said, I think uh, in that situation, that's where your team can, in a first round uh, against Milwaukee, there's no chance. No chance. Because <laughs> they're just, you know, they're 
it's extraordinary that they they're here at this point. If your best player is not playing, you're not winning that game. There's no way. Yeah, and, and uh, another thing that I you know I wanted to highlight would about about game two that I I definitely felt that the the Bucks fixed was the fact that you know game one I feel like Giannis settled for a, a lot of, a lot of jumpers, too many jumpers, and you know Giannis is just so much bigger than that. That Hawks team really isn't as big as as that Bucks team, but just Giannis himself is bigger than bigger, stronger than most players that, you know, on the, on that Hawks team. So I think that in game two, Giannis did a really good job of really attacking the hoop aggressively. And then once player, once the Hawks defense starts to collapse, he was able to find shooters and man, like the Bucks shot 38% as a team from three, man. So with Giannis going to the paint and then the defense having to collapse and him hitting shooters and them shooting 38% as a team, man, it's just very, very hard to, to, to beat the Bucks. But a question that I have for both of you guys, um, Jay Hill, you, you can you can go ahead and take take lead on this one is is what what's the key? First, do the Bucks, and then let's do the Hawks. What's the key to the Bucks winning this series? And then if you can jump into what's the key of the Hawks winning this series, Jay Hill, if you want to kick this one off for us. Absolutely, I think it's clear for the Bucks is they have to slow down the pace. Uh, they can't they can't be get into a running game with the Hawks. Uh, it has to be like Kai said. Uh, a, a matchup where they're they're slowing, they're getting great shots on offense, uh, really grinding out uh, possessions, building it up, and then getting uh, either Giannis into the paint and distributing, or he's getting all the way to the rim and getting it to the shooters, such as the Middleton, the Forbes, the Connaughtons, even Brooke Lopez, and and getting guys involved that way. Uh, I think on, obviously when Giannis settles. Uh, for for threes, that's that's what the Hawks want him to do, and then they can get out on the fast break because chances are that 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 ball is coming off uh, and it's gonna it's being coming off long. So, and then on the flip side for the Hawks, it's obviously getting up a lot of shots, getting into fast breaks, getting Trey on the pick and roll, lobs, um, getting stops off off rebounds, and not having to take the ball um, out from under the net. So, so I think it's it's. It's really two different styles uh, matching up against each other, and it's and it's going to be ultimately when teams go on runs, uh, it's countering that runs because we all know hoops a game of runs. Um, every every team's going to make their run, but what we saw in game two was when all the quarters were were um, even. But the one that stuck stuck out to me was the Milwaukee with a forty three to seventeen. Uh, quarter in, in, in quarter two, um, which, which, which can't happen. Uh, if, if a team makes a run, which like we said, is going to happen. A team's got to counter with that. And the Hawks didn't have that punch obviously because they're off, but it's a battle of paces and it's who, who's ultimately has the better pace is, is going to win the series. So that's the key. Okay. What about you, Kai? What do you think is a series for you and you can go Hawks first and bucks or whatever you're feeling. Uh, well, I think Jade uh, said it perfectly. I think um, you saw, especially because the last series uh, the Bucks had with um, the Nets and KD, it was really slow. And I do think that the Hawks shocked them in game one. You know, they just pushed, pushed, pushed. And uh, I think that is ultimately the key for the wor- uh, sorry for the Bucks. But um, yeah, I'd say I think they need to have their two guy, two out of three of their guys have big games. I think that's always uh, something they need to go with. Uh, Middleton has struggled a bit uh, recently, even in the Bucks series a tiny bit. 
but he's, he's come up big. And once you have Giannis and Middleton, that's going to be tough to stop. Or you have, you know, Giannis and Drew or Drew and Middleton. Um, two out of three of those guys going off, it's, it's, it's tough to stop. I think that's the key for the Bucks to win. And for the Hawks, it's, it's I won't lie. <laughs> Milwaukee is probably a bit more talented, you know, but I truly think the, the Hawks can win just because I don't know. It's just the way the NBA has been going lately. It's just anything can happen lately. And Hawks are an exciting team with so much, uh, like I said, a great coach and so much uh, offensive potential and a, a solid defense too. Um, I do think if they're there to win though, they need, Bogdanovich to step up which is going to be tough because he's injured I don't think he's even gotten into double digits in the past like three four games and they need Kevin Herter to uh to be like who he is you know <laughs> like how how he is like as they say they call him Kavon you know we need Kavon to come out and of course we need Trey uh Trey is the the one we're always going to go to but I say Trey having good games every single game he has to he has to that's just how it is and at least we, we need a Bogdanovich game. We need a Herder game. We need a John Collins game. You know, we need one of those guys to back him up. I think it just comes down to that. Definitely. And for, for me, I would say that, that the, the key to win for the Bucks are is, is just like how you'd mentioned Jay Hill is not making it into a, tr- a track meet, just slowing the game down half court offense. And when you run that half court offense, make sure to bully Trey on, on the, on the defensive end. Cause that, that's one thing. Trey young is a great shooter, great offensive player, but huge defensive liability, man. So if they can slow the game down and, and, and keep getting switches until get, they get a, preferable matchup for them against Trey. Yeah. I just think you need to just bully him and make him pay tire him out on the, on the defensive end. And, and for the Hawks, you know, both of you guys, you know, you guys said it perfectly. I think Trey young needs to every single time down court needs to run off a, a, a high pick and roll. He needs to run off a high pick and roll and he needs to have either Collins or Clint Capella running baseline from baseline to baseline, looking for the lob and they need to have the roller running with them, man. And I think that if they have that and Kai, how you mentioned, you know, uh, the, the shooters got to hit, man, you know, uh, if the shooters don't hit around trades, it's going to make it, it's going to make it like so, so much harder because like how you, you mentioned Kai, like for the Hawks to win, Trey has to play good. He has to play good. So it, it if Trey has a mediocre game, which, you know, he's not God, he's not going to have a great game every time, right? Like he's bound to, 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 to have some bad games. We just saw Devin Booker, a great player, have two, two bad games, right? So we have to understand that if Trey Young doesn't pick it up, even if he has a mediocre game, man, if he can get, you know, 15, 20 from, 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 from these other role players, I, I also think that that'll be huge for them. So Kai, just, go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think you were like hit it spot on. I, I kind of missed that with uh, teams haven't been like focusing on Trey uh, on defense. He's the worst defender I've ever seen. Like, yeah. <laughs> terrible. They got to so, make him pay. They just did a terrible job with that. I don't, I can't remember. I don't think Philly attacked him at all. And it's not tough. at all, and, at all, yeah, <laughs> you know, soft hedge and, but they haven't even been doing that. Um, and I think Milwaukee's perfect for that, you know, because who are you going to guard? He has to, he probably has to guard PJ Tucker if Brooke Lopez is on the floor. Obviously, if Connaughton's on the floor, that changes everything where that, that's solid. Uh, you know, Trey can do his thing. Trey's like, like that. Yeah, you know, that, that's fine. But I think it's so true. Why? I just don't understand why these teams haven't been attacking Trey. You know, we saw with the early days when uh, Curry's a decent, he's much better than Trey at defense, but. <laughs> 
LeBron attacked Curry. That was their game plan. Just attack Curry, you know? And, yeah. um, and I just, we need to see more of that. I think uh, mm-hmm. with Milwaukee, that's another key to their win. Yeah, de- definitely, man. We got to. You got you, you to gotta use Trey, man. You got you to get him tired on, on, on the d- defensive end or else he's just going to light you up, man. So, guys, let me let me ask you this question. Same thing I asked for that Suns versus Clippers series. Who has been the season series MVP and who has been the most important player? Kai, you want to kick this one off for us? Trey Young, Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say. I I, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I ever doubt my guy, you know. I, <laughs> I watched him throughout college and he, like – that was my guy in college and he just luckily, I don't even like college troops. I just watched him. I'm like, this guy is sick. And, and then he gets drafted to my favorite team. I'm like, what the hell? Perfect. So <laughs> I'm never doubting him again. <laughs> and uh, I'm taking Trey Young, Trey Young both. I got to say. Okay. Jay who? Definitely Trey Young, Trey Young. Uh, just, uh, I think most best player in the series. Uh, and I'm at a hot take over, over Giannis. I think just what he brings to his team. And it's not even, I shouldn't say best player in the series. It's nothing comparing him or Giannis, but he's definitely the most valuable player to his team. I think that uh, that Milwaukee has more options just with Middleton and Drew Holiday, guys that can, you know, take over the game for them, like we've seen in, in, in the past series against Brooklyn. But I think that, yeah, Trey Young, and he's definitely the most important player. If he's off, He's not playing well. He's not distributing uh, offensively. And sometimes if he's not even engaged in the game uh, as their leader, the Hawks are done. So it's just easy trade, Trey. Yeah, man. I, I, I got literally right here, Trey, Trey, man. He's by far, uh, I agree. I would agree with you, Jay Hill. Like you can't really compare Trey Hill. Uh, I'm Trey Hill. Uh, you can't really compare Trey Young and Giannis. Like there's two, two different players. But I would totally agree with you. You know, Trey Young is – the MVP for the series and most important for, for his team. So guys, real final important question. How many games and who wins? Jay, you go ahead. I got Hawks in six. Uh, I think I got, I definitely got the Hawks uh, winning, taking care of business uh, tonight. Um, so we're recording before the game. Uh, and I, and I think that they're going to take care of business just back at home and, and all that energy uh, feeding off Quavo and the rest of the crew and, and ATL. So, yeah, I just I just think that it's going to be too much down the stretch. I can even see that the Hawks bringing uh, going back to uh, the Pfizer form with with up three one ultimately. So, oh wow, uh, and and then and then the Bucks taking one back home and then uh, going back to ATL and, and the Hawks getting it done. So I, that's how I see the series playing out. But uh, but Hawks and six for me, Trey Young. Kai, I'm gonna go Hawks and six as well. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm I'm never gonna pick Milwaukee. <laughs> no way. Um, I think uh, one thing I will uh, uh, disagree a bit on. I think I low key think they're gonna lose this game. I gotta say, I'm not sure. You know, it might be me uh, being careful and all, but uh, I think I don't know. But one one key factor is that people are forgetting is Cam Reddish came back. Cam Reddish might not be the best player. Um, his efficiency is like awful. I think he shoots like he's shooting like 35% from the field goal, but he, he brings it defensively. And I, I think he's just another weapon that uh, can guard Drew or something like that. And uh, I, I don't think people are talking about that enough. He can score too. He can shoot a little. 
Um, I think that was a huge thing that he's coming back. I'm, I'm excited to see him play. And so I got Hawks in six. <laughs> hey, I, I, I feel you on that. I, I like Cam Reddish. You know, I, I was widely, I was widely wrong. I thought Cam Reddish was going to be the best player out of Duke and I mean, out of Zion and RJ, I was wildly wrong, but, um, <laughs> but I cannot agree with you guys on this. Yeah. I, I just can't like, man, you know, I'm, I'm still a believer. I agree with you. This year has been totally different, but I'm still a believer in that the better team usually wins in a seven game series. So I I, I gotta give it to to to, to the Bucks and I gotta I gotta go Bucks and six. I know I know you guys are both going I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Hawks and six. I, I gotta go uh Bucks and Six on this one. So um all right. So Kai, as we as we close up here, man, you know, let's let let's hit these quick uh these quick hitters here. So just feel free, just a- a- answer, you know, as freely as you want, man. So Kai, we know the East. We know who you got in the East. Finals predictions. Who is it in how many? I'm going to go with Atlanta in seven. Oh, Trey Young will get his first ring? Yeah, Trey Young's getting his first ring. That is going to be crazy. How could I not, though? Like, how could you not, you know? It's just, I I have to say, I have to go with, the Hawks. It would just be stupid for me not to because they're my squad. You know, uh, I, if this this isn't the most logical answer, but you know, I don't even care. I'm going with them. I'm not going to doubt them because how stupid would I look if they won and I doubted them? You know, I'm going with I, Hawks. Instead. I'm a sound clip this. I'm a sound clip this guy, and then if they win, I'm gonna send this to you. Hey, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Jay Hill, who who you got in your finals, man? Man, I love I love the Hawks. I love what they've been doing, uh, and I also think that that Booker, uh, it's going to be the matchup of of the two young stars, up and rising stars with uh, with Booker and and Trey. But ultimately, I got to give the nod, nod to the Suns, uh, just 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 simply off the fact that CP with that veteran experience, he's hungry, hungry, hungry for his first uh, first ring, um, and I and I think that Booker is just a rising star. I think he's top ten in the league. And, and we've got the chance to see that this year. So I think I think I got Suns in six. Uh, and and it's not to discredit what the Hawks have done all season. And I think I think we'll, we'll definitely be able to see them again in, in the finals. But I think ultimately I got to go with the Suns to take in the title this year. And I got to I got to agree with you, my brother. I got to agree with you, man. I, I just think that the Suns right now are just playing way too well as a, a team together. They're uh, getting it done on, on, on both ends very impressively. And, you know, I, I do want to mention this because every NBA player talks about this. They said they say that for you to win an NBA championship, it takes it definitely takes some skill. It definitely takes a lot of hard work and dedication. But everyone knows it takes a bit of luck, a bit just, you know, the pieces kind of falling into places and, Yes, I'm a Lakers fan, but I also am an NBA enthusiast, and I've been watching every game. And the Suns have caught a lot of breaks, man. They've caught AD, they've caught Jamal Murray, uh, like, and and so we don't know. Maybe the Suns are just supposed to win this year, man. So, I I I will agree. I will agree with you, Jay Hill, in the fact that the, that the Suns are going to win a championship. But uh, I don't. I what I can't agree is is that Hawks, man. So I I, I got Suns. I got Suns versus Hawks. I mean Suns versus uh, Bucks in the in the championship, and I I, I got the Suns ended up uh, taking that one, taking that one all the way, man. Get bringing CP 3s his first championship. Suns in uh, how much? So I'd say Suns in seven. That, then that's Suns gonna be seven? a seven game okay. series. Seven game series. Okay. That's gonna be a seven game series. Right. You said what, Kai? Who's Finals MVP though? Ooh. I mean, 
because because Jay Hill brought up a great point about about CB3 being you no know, such a smart says uh, veteran, right? And but without D Book, like I don't know if they're gonna be able to do it without D Book though, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know, Kyle. I think I- I'm gonna have to take a rain check on that one. I'm, I'm okay. just come back for this one. I know. <laughs> we'll take a rain check on that one, bro. All right, so. Kai, man, out of the entire playoffs, like, what has been your favorite series to watch so far? Whether, you know, first round or whatever it is. I got to say Hawks versus Knicks. Um, Like I said, me and my boy were just going at it. It was so much fun. And this was the first time the Knicks have been in the playoffs. They're so sorry. And it's just so funny. Um, And it was just nice to be able to talk shit to them the whole time after that game one or game two when the Knicks won he was letting me have it for like a good hour straight we were just in person he was just eating me alive and I was like all right this is what's gonna happen Julius Randle is not gonna be able to ISO an entire series he's gonna start bricking and the Hawks are the game plan is not gonna change they're just gonna zero in they're gonna wait for him to go to that ridiculous mid-range that like worked in the regular season I don't know how but in the playoffs teams focus on that right and I was like you're not gonna be able to ISO with one guy for an entire series and that's exactly what happened they had no answer for Trey and it was just so entertaining and I loved I gotta say I loved the Knicks crowd that was so cool if you guys don't know you know Arsenal fan TV I think Jay would know that for sure Knicks have this thing called Knicks fan TV it's really funny um and I just love that uh the energy that that series brought so that's what I gotta go with okay Jay Hill which has been your favorite series in the playoffs so far I definitely agree with Guy that, that that was a great series, but my favorite by far and ultimately arguably one of the, the best series I've seen in my life, uh, especially from a game seven perspective. I already know. Uh, maybe I, I might be a prisoner of the moment, but come on, that Milwaukee and Brooklyn series. Was, That's the same thing I was going to say. Hey, John, that that was ultimately for me was one of the best game sevens I've ever seen witness personally, just going back and forth, seeing a group, two great players in Giannis and KD, KD just in his element game seven, hitting big shot oh after God. big shot that fade away, go, fading to his bright. I mean, come on, man, you can't script that any better. Uh, but, but I think that, that we just saw everything uh, in that series from game one to game seven, just full of drama, PJ Tucker and KD going at it. Uh, Blake, the resurgence of Blake Griffin. I mean, it, it just it just had it all. It felt like a, it just felt like, man, I, I don't know. I I, I was kind of it kind of felt emotional after the game seven because I was just like, we we might never not ever see a series like this, especially with KD in his prime, Giannis, James Harden, like all those great players on the floor. Uh, and it's unfortunate that Kyrie went down because you know what could have been. But uh, but that was that was my favorite series, um, and that I've seen in a while. But definitely in this playoffs. Hey, Hill, man, I gotta agree with you, dog. Like, and and I'll be honest with you guys, dog. Like, I'm I'm 22. I've I'm 22 years I've been on this earth. I think that that might have been the best basketball game I've ever really watched. Like, just as far as basketball, like as far as just the pure art of basketball and and just K. Oh my goodness, y'all. So I I gotta agree with you, Jay Hill. That game was absolutely crazy for people who just love the, like the game of basketball man so yeah i got i, I gotta go with that nets versus buck series so place. let as we close out here for these, these last two questions kai this is this is a pretty big this is a pretty um big question so i mean but you can you can give us your quick answer who's the best player left in the playoffs 
Because I mean, there's you could go into this a lot, but who's the best player left in the playoffs? Trey Young. <laughs> For real? I gotta, stay, I gotta stay consistent. I gotta stay consistent. Like, okay, wait, okay let's let's. Uh, do you mean like just best player right overall? Now? Like you right you now? See, right now, right now, left in the playoffs. But I mean, like, okay, I gotta go. Trey Young. Who's been? Or sorry, who's been playing the best, or who is the best player? To, to Kai. To, if Kai was okay. standing I'm, at a court. I'm going with Trey Young. I'm just going to stay consistent. Okay. Logically, I'm going to say Giannis. Logically, I'm going to say Giannis. But uh, I, I just got to stay consistent. Trey Young, he's just – it's just the passing. I think that's the thing that just separates him from most – like, he has to be the, what, one or two in the best passers in the NBA right now? Yeah. It's just yeah, he, he definitely no, is. It's just like – it's like you – Every single time I'm like, that's a turnover. There's no way he's going to figure out a pass. He finds someone wide open. <laughs> like, what is going yeah. on? And I think that's just like his offensive talent is just special. Like, I, I just think it's on another level right now. So I'm going to go Trey. Okay. Jay Hill, who's the best player left in the playoffs? It's tough. It's very tough. Uh, I think that I've, I've been loving what Trey has been doing. Uh, obviously, I can't discount what, what Giannis has done throughout the playoffs. But I mean, we know who the best Jay Hill team. has a hot take coming. I see it. But we know who the, the, the best team in the playoffs right now and who I think is going to win the finals. And, John, you as well. And the best player on the best team usually wins. So, Devin Booker, Mr. Booker, that's that's the best player in the playoffs right now. Uh, a guy who's struggled the past two games. He had a broken nose, obviously, in game two. Uh, but, but I think we're going to start – to see more and more just that Mamba mentality. And I, and I see it every, every time I see him play and he makes a certain type of move and just that if factor uh, that, that we're seeing from Booker. And I think he's really going to start to break out um, starting in the next game and throughout, throughout these, these playoffs. So I think he's the best, best player in the, in the playoffs right now. I got, I got to agree with you, man. I, I, I like, when I think of, of, of all these teams, if I got to think of a, of a totally complete playoff player, and I, I, I think of Devin Booker. But let me ask you a question really quick, Kai. You, you, meant, you said logically I'd go with Giannis. So then I, I have here on my notes a follow-up. If any of you guys said that Giannis is the best player left in the playoffs, because I personally don't think so, because to be the best player, you have to be able to close games, and Giannis cannot close games. So who if, if you – Let's say that you didn't say Trey Young and you, because you logically went with Giannis. Who to you then is the best closer? Best closer? If you uh, if you logically went with Giannis, you know, like how you were saying. I I don't think Giannis is nearly the best closer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm thinking between CP Trey and Booker. Obviously. Um, yeah. I don't know. We haven't really seen them in those. Uh, like there hasn't been too many. You don't think my guy D Book is the closer, the well, best closer? <laughs> I, 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 I'd probably go with D Book, but I don't know. Yeah, Trey hasn't been. There hasn't been too many like down to the wire. I guess that first uh, Knicks game, he hit that nice shot, that nice floater. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with D Book. I'm gonna go with D Book. D Book, yeah, I, I definitely got to give it to D Book. But I, I only had that question there. Say if if somebody said Giannis, because. You know, the best player should be able to close the games out. And oh, that's, right. why, that's why that's I, why I, I got to give a deep book. Can't shoot free throws. You can't close a game, you know. <laughs> can't be my best player airballing free throws. <laughs> no. Can't be my best player. But, um, but, okay, there you have it. 
Kai, man, thank you so, so much, man, for coming on. And we, we really, really enjoyed having you on this episode, just getting to, you know, pick your brain and talk to, and talk to you a little bit about, about the playoffs. Uh, do you have any, any last thing to say about anything? No, nah, I think I just want to say thanks for having me. I had a really good time. It was really fun talking hoops with you guys. It was just super dope, and I'd love to do it again sometime. Oh, man, we're, we're definitely definitely going to ha- have, you, have you on again, Kai. Jay Hill, you got any, any last words for the fans or for Kai? No, nah, absolutely. I uh, appreciate you taking the time, Kai, on, on such short notice. But, no, I think I think this is great. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what happens the rest of these series. We got We got some good predictions in there. So let's get it. This is the best time for basketball. The ratings are up. The numbers speak for themselves. Best ratings since uh, since 2002. So let's get it. Enjoy, y'all. Facts, man. Like Hope said, man. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't. Numbers is up <laughs> because it's the best time. It's the best time in the, in the, in, the, in the year, man. So as always, you guys uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you guys go follow us on Instagram and and Twitter. I'll put it right here. Uh, and it's it's at it's at Clutch Talk One. If you guys w- w- want to follow us, uh, for those of you guys that are on the podcast, make sure you guys give give us a follow. You know, we're always uh, posting stuff about podcast information and when we're going to post and, and all of that. And uh, Kai, do you, you have anything you want to plug? You got some Instagrams you want to shout out or anything like that? Uh, if you want, you can go for, this is kind of to Nipissing. Um, I just graduated, but I formed a club for black students and uh, it's called new base. Um, so one of our, uh, we know him, uh, Tejon, he's the president and maybe, maybe go give them a fall. You know, we, we do some cool stuff. Um, we have some pretty useful information, but that's the only thing I can think of. I appreciate that. No. Most, most definitely, man. So what's it called? A new base? Uh, yeah, it sounds for Nipsing University Black Association for Student Expression. Man, I like uh, that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Super dope. So yeah, uh, just go show us a bit of love. You know, I'd appreciate that. Thank you very much. And th- that, that's on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, it's on Instagram. It should just yeah, be makes- new base. Okay, for sure. Yeah, m- make sure you guys go 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 show some love to Kai and New Base and, and everything they got they got going on over there, man. So that's it, man. Kai, thank you very much. Jay Hill, man, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank that's you. That's it. We out of y'all. Clutch talk out. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.